Welcome, everybody, to another episode of America Uncanceled on CPAC Now. We do a lot of great work at CPAC, but we couldn't do that with our great fellows and board members and staff. And one of the most able uh, is a great friend, Gordon Chang, who is somebody who comes to you on TV, on radio, uh, in the written word, uh, trying to make sense of what's going on around us. I think one of the things that is the most troubling aspects of uh, our time in this century is the real fear that we could be in a, a global conflagration again. Donald Trump is out there talking about needing to stop World War III. We have what's going on in Ukraine, and and now we're reading about this really um, almost America-inspired new alliance between the regime in China and Vladimir Putin's Russia. So without further ado, Gordon Chang, um, can you give us uh, your perspective of why these two powers are working so closely together and what could be done to reverse course here? Yeah, China and Russia are forming the core of a new axis. And it's largely because Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin see the world in the same terms. They see their interests coincide and they identify the same enemy, which is America. Both have uh, territorial ambitions. Russia wants to annex neighbors to reconstitute the Russian empire. Xi Jinping wants to annex neighbors, but he also, um, he also talks about Tianxia, or all under heaven, which means that he wants to annex the world. And now his officials are talking about annexing the moon and Mars. So he's the most ambitious aggressor in history. But in the here and now, these two states are working together. And we saw this just a couple of days ago when it was announced that China and, and Russia sent 11 ships very close to the Aleutians. And, and this really is a warning that if there's gonna be a war in Asia, we're not gonna, we're gonna face China and its friends, which include Russia and North Korea. Uh, Gordon, one of the things that we keep hearing from the Biden administration and from their Republican allies and kind of the neoconservative movement here uh, in, in America, one of the things that uh, we deal with within the, the kind of the coalition of conservatives who are out there is this need to be aggressive in the Ukraine and to stop Putin at every step of the way in order to prevent a war. But there's a lot of conservatives who fear that we're actually egging on a worldwide conflagration with that strategy. How does Ukraine and what the Biden administration is doing play into this relationship between China and Russia? Well, the, Putin invaded Ukraine, I think, because he felt that Biden was not going to stop him. You got to remember that uh, Vladimir Putin invaded Crimea in 2014. Um, there were four years of peace when Trump was president. Um, but after the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan in August 2021, I think Putin saw Biden as weak. And so therefore, um, he pressed Ukraine. And Biden didn't help in the run-up to the invasion by saying, well, you know, maybe a minor incursion would be OK. Um, so really, what we have right now is a war that should never have occurred. Um, the unfortunate thing is that this is occurring at the same time that China and Russia are inspiring and fueling insurgencies in North Africa, which sort of look like a war. And that means that if there is a Chinese attack in East Asia, we will have what approximates World War III because we'll have simultaneous crises. Um, so this is an extremely dangerous situation at this moment. 
Yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say, you, you said it better, but we have the, the Reagan maxim of peace through strength. So it's projecting strength. It's, it's warning your enemies that if they take certain steps or do certain terrible things, that there will be a huge consequence um, to those actions. And instead, what you have with Biden is his rhetoric is weak. His posture is weak. But then when he sees aggression, they feel like that's the time to start being aggressive. Well, that's already when you have cannons and rifles pointed at each other. That's the wrong time to project strength because uh, at that point it can just get messier and messier and messier. How is it possible that these uh, diplomats and these officials in the Biden administration, many of whom are veterans of the Obama years, can't seem to learn this very simple Reagan test in diplomacy? They're ideological. Um, and obviously, none has read any history. Um, so that's the issue there. And, and this is a real world consequence, because at this moment, China is trying to um, break apart Second Thomas Shoal from the Philippines. That's in the South China Sea. And on Saturday, the Biden administration, for my count, three times, maybe four, has actually issued a written warning to Beijing that the United States is prepared to use force to protect Philippine vessels. They did that in a State Department statement, um, which referenced Second Thomas Shoal. So we're at a very dangerous point right now um, because there could be a war in East Asia very, at, at any moment. Um, and this is something that the Biden administration, you know, just in general, Matt, um, China thinks it's a war with us. Uh, Biden administration thinks it's at peace. Um, so therefore, it's not filling, for instance, the strategic petroleum reserve. Um, this, the Chinese see this and believe that they've got an historic opportunity to move against the free world. Do you know what uh, the Biden administration posture is on Taiwan? I have to say I'm a bit confused as to what message they're sending and what they would do if this terrible next step happened. Yeah, um, Biden personally um, would uh, defend Taiwan uh, militarily. We know that from the four times he's been asked by reporters, that's his instinct. But all four times the White House or others in his administration have walked back his comments, which um, shows Beijing that the administration itself is in disarray. That is the opposite of deterrence. Um, so we really don't know what Biden himself would do, but he's made the situation worse. If he had never said anything about defending Taiwan, that might actually have been better because at least we wouldn't have seen this disorganization in the Biden administration, which Beijing is keying off on. And of course, uh, China is pressing Taiwan really hard right now because it's the run up to the presidential election in Taiwan, January 13th of next year, which means we're going to see a lot more from Beijing in the, dis in the not too distant future. So, uh, Gordon, a lot of guys like me who uh, came to this perch through politics. Uh, there's a sport to taking on the president of the other party and, uh, you know, trying to weaken them politically. But it's a dangerous game because if Joe Biden is as weak as he appears and if our enemies see him as that weak, then we're in an incredibly dangerous position. I mean, I, I follow you on Twitter. Um, clearly, that's your take on things. 
Well, right now, it's good that there are others in opposition to Biden. Um, and it's not only Republicans, it's also uh, Democrats who are dismayed at the president's policies because they believe that they are accelerating conflict rather than preventing it. So I think that I understand the point that we have to stand behind our president, but we also have to guide him, especially when he's wrong. Um, and I think that there is almost... I wouldn't say almost universal, but there is a widespread consensus across the American political spectrum that things are really dangerous right now. And this was highlighted by someone I never agree with, but did on June 7th when Henry Kissinger told Bloomberg that war with China is, quote unquote, probable and that war will occur unless things change. And Biden's not changing things. Wow, that's uh that's 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 quite an amazing wrinkle to all this, which is those folks who are the architects of basically viewing China as an economic partner solely uh, would 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 kind of like offer this warning uh, that they are a military superpower to be reckoned with. And they have a different view of what needs to happen around the world. Yes. And the other thing that makes this even worse is that inside China right now, the country is falling apart. Um, the economy is failing. We saw this um, just a few hours ago from the trade numbers that uh, Beijing issued. Exports and imports plummeted. Um, imports are really important. They've now been down 10 straight months because they show domestic demand and it shows an economy that is actually contracting. Xi Jinping um, is responsible, is held responsible by most everybody in Chinese society and the political system for what's going on which means he's got a very low threshold of risk because he realizes, you know, if he loses power, he could lose his life. So um, the only way that he's going to save himself is rally the Chinese people with possible conflict against Philippines, Japan, Taiwan, the United States. So th these guys can take us by surprise because they have a very different view of the world and a very different calculation of interests than we do. Um, are you surprised that... Uh... China and Russia have come together. Uh, we had this conversation during the Trump years that we spent too much time focusing on the uh, on the military threat of Putin's Russia, and we needed to really focus on the economic and the military threat coming from Beijing. And of course, the Democrats were so transfixed on Russia. We had the whole fake charge of Russian collusion. It was all to focus on Russia. Um, now these two great powers are together. Um, you couldn't have predicted this, could you? Well, um, there's some of us. Yeah, Gordon, um, you're going to tell me you did predict it. So go ahead. You can I, I'm take not, credit I'm for not this. Gonna, I'm not going to say I told you so. But, I mean, there were some people who actually um, believed that China and Russia uh, were forming a partnership. And there was very little that the United States could do to try to separate them, except from maybe um, a few things, um, which people in Washington weren't willing to do at the time. But yeah, I, I think it's because if you view, I mean, I grew up in the Reagan era and I had a view of communism um, that is now out of date, um, but I think it certainly is the accurate one. And when you view that and you see hardline uh, leaders like Putin, like Xi Jinping, you realize um, that these guys are naturally going to gravitate together. Um, and it was up to the United States to have policies which were resolute. We didn't, especially in the last couple of years. 
And so Putin and Xi Jinping don't see any resistance to forming this axis. And, and this axis is, 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 I mentioned North Korea, um, Iran I'd put in there, um, Algeria is a candidate. You now have these new governments or militant uh, regimes in North Africa. They're also a part of this coalition. Um, so really, the world has divided. Biden doesn't want to acknowledge it. And we're not prepared for what's coming because, you know, the Chinese tell us what they're going to do. It's just that we absolutely refuse to listen. OK, so we have a big presidential election coming up next year. We obviously have a pretty good vigorous primary, not even just amongst the Republicans, but amongst Democrats. You see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in double digits in every poll I see, in some cases garnering, you know, in the 20s. Um, so, you know, that's a real wake up call to Joe Biden. Um, will it make a dramatic difference if Joe Biden's defeated by a Republican? Obviously, Donald Trump is the leader by far amongst the Republicans. Or are we on this kind of collision course that it's now too late to self-correct? Well, I, I believe that nothing is inevitable, but we are on a course to war. Um, and if Biden is uh, re-elected, um, I think that war is overwhelmingly probable uh, if it hasn't occurred before the election, um, because Biden has all the wrong policies. You know, got to remember, it's not just a question of corruption, Hunter Biden and all the rest of it, or Biden being blackmailed over Hunter Biden's conduct. Got to remember that Robert Gates, the defense secretary and George W. Bush in the Obama years, famously wrote in his 2014 memoir, that Joe Biden has been wrong on nearly every foreign policy and national security decision of the last four decades. So he could be corrupt, he could be blackmailed, um, but we know that he's just plain wrong on stuff. And the Chinese know that, and that what's makes and, and because of their problems at home, which gives them an incentive to be especially aggressive, this is like the most dangerous moment in history. Well, I saw you know you had a. I would call it a soft critique by omission of the Trump years. They didn't probably follow all the steps you would have liked them to take to be hardline towards China. I'm kind of reading in between your answers. So if it's Trump who's the nominee, which I think is likely, but obviously we're, we're not, it's not a done deal, could that shift be what it takes if he takes the right policies or even if he comes in from day one and does all the right things, and by the way, no president ever does all the right things, but does you know, the majority of the responsible things, could we take a, a sigh of relief in that, or, or, or is that just too optimistic? Well, I'm neither a Republican nor a Democrat, but I would have a big sigh of relief if uh, Trump were elected. And the reason is the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians and the North Koreans, they're just afraid of the guy. Um, and so what kept the peace during the Trump years um, were good policies, um, but also because they were just not sure what Trump was going to do. Now, I think that Trump's policies on China, they broke a five-decade string of failure. So I like that of what Trump did. Trump didn't do everything I wanted him to do, but I got to remember that he the, was the president of a, of a democratic state, and he couldn't go against what most people at the time wanted. Now people understand how dangerous China is. And I think that a, a President Trump, who can't be reelected in a second term, would probably revert to his instincts and do things which were more robust. Just my guess. Okay, so I, I said, said I follow your Twitter feed and 
the last question here. Um, and Gordon, we appreciate everything you do for CPAC. And, but more than that, we appreciate what you do for freedom and for our country. You have an important voice. Um, uh, what, how important is a freedom-loving, constitutional-following America? How important is that to the world? It's absolutely essential because we Americans don't understand the impact that we have on other societies. You know, one of the reasons, just go back to China for a second, um, but it's also true of Russia and other places. The reason why they view the U.S. as an existential threat is because they're worried about the inspirational impact of our values and our form of governance on their own people. Um, and, you know, as I said, we, we've grown up in a democracy. We've grown up in freedom. Um, and so, you know, we don't understand how powerful that is. And, and just one last thing, you know, Matt, take a look at all those people who are coming across our southern border. I don't like that. But the point is, it shows how attractive the United States is. And by the way, a lot of those people are Chinese, which are saying basically they've given up on their own society. So we have a situation where America is still the beacon, and we Americans oftentimes forget that. Yeah, that's right. Let's uncancel America, and let's uncancel Americans, and let's go save and protect our country. Gordon Chang, thanks for joining us on another episode of America Uncanceled.